0: The Veil This Week on Bro Radio. Hello, I'm Matthew Harris.
1: And I'm Chloe Seaton, and you're listening to The Veil This Week from Bro Radio.
0: On this week's edition, we'll hear about a group of friends who have come together with a leading charity to create a new pantry, which aims to provide groceries at a lower cost, helping reduce food waste and promote well-being, with a particular focus on those who are working and cannot access traditional schemes.
1: Barry War Museum is celebrating 10 years at its Barry Island home this year. I headed to the museum to discover more about its work, what's on Showcase and how it's helping visitors discover more about Barry's wartime story.
0: Plus, we'll take our regular look at local events, sport and news in the county. First though, let's play our local artists from our local music list. This is new to the list this week from Madtronic. It was released on Valentine's Day and is inspired by love messages found scratched into stones during an off-grid songwriting week in the Welsh countryside. This is a Te Ador on The Veil vale this week.
1: Take this path, follow it to me, to my arms, for you are to be. Take my hand and come run
0: with me. If love in a
1: hundred languages still need that you're mine this is all for you if love in a hundred languages still means the same Do me. Listening to The Veil this week from Bro Radio, and that was Maddie Tronics new release, Ajay tour And if you're making music in the Vale of Morgan, email your tracks to music at broradio.fm and you could be featured on a future show.
0: Now it's time to look at some of the top news stories being read via broradio.fm over the last week. Ryanair has unveiled its biggest ever schedule at Cardiff Airport for this summer season. The budget airline says it will run 25 flights each week over the season including its new route to Belfast City Airport and more services to Dublin. Ryanair says the expanded schedule, including flights to Faroe and Malaga, will mean 210,000 passengers passing through Roos Airport over the coming financial year and secure 155 jobs locally.
1: The Vale of Glamorgan Council says it aims to introduce a real-time booking system to improve access to recycling centres. A booking system was implemented for household waste and recycling centres in Barry and Fandau during the COVID pandemic, as the council looked to comply with social distancing regulations. Despite the last remaining restrictions being lifted in Wales last May, the booking system still remains in place, with residents remaining divided on the system and its benefits.
0: Enforcement officers say more than 40 vehicles were moved on from a Barry Street during a road safety operation. Bail Council officers were deployed to Aberystwyth Crescent on Friday as part of Operation Chalk, amid ongoing concerns about inappropriate and dangerous parking. Similar patrols also took place last week on St Paul's Avenue and Trinity Street, the council said most drivers were compliant, but they were disappointed by the level of verbal abuse directed at ununiformed officers, particularly in front of young children.
1: Allotment owners in Barry are worried that a major rent increase proposed by the council could price them out of plots that they have tended to for years. As part of its proposed fees and charges for two thousand and twenty-three to twenty-four. Bail Council is looking at increasing the annual rent for allotments by 67% for Barry and Roos. At Old Pencoitra Allotment at Afon Close, many of the gardeners say spaces have been invaluable over the years, especially during the cost-of-living crisis, in helping them to put food on the table and look after their mental wellbeing.
0: And finally, a Plaid Cymru councillor is worried about the impact that a proposed price hike for nappy collection caddies might have on vulnerable families. Bail O'Gorn Council has proposed an increased... The cost of purchasing hygiene caddies by 400%. This means that the cost of purchasing a hygiene caddy, caddy which is used to dispose of nappies, incontinence pads, and sanitary towels, will go up from two to ten pounds if their proposal is approved. Speaking at a healthy living and society care scrutiny committee meeting last Tuesday, councillor Marianne Cappy called the proposed rise enormous and said it will affect the most vulnerable families in the Vale.
1: You can find out all about these stories, plus submit your local news at broradio.fm forward news. There is so much to discover in the Vale of Glamorgan with LoveTheVale.Wales. Find vibrant, brilliant and highly skilled high streets, side streets and home enterprises. Remarkable restaurants, friendly well-stocked bars, pubs and trendy night spots. Adrenaline-filled, family-friendly days out or those places to sit back, Relax and simply enjoy a good book. Whether you're a local or a visitor, start your discovery now at Wales.
0: You're listening to Radio's Vale this week. With the cost of living crisis having a significant impact on everyone, a new pantry is launching on Pancake Day with the aim of providing groceries at a lower cost, help reduce food waste and promote well-being. Chloe caught up with some of the new pantry's creators earlier this week.
1: So I'm here with Joe, who's one of the founders of the new Baobab Barry Community Pantry, which aims to reduce food waste and provide affordable food, helping to eradicate food poverty. So to start things off, Joe, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us why it was important for you to open a community pantry in Barry? So thanks for that, Chloe. And yeah,
2: we're really excited about this. And I've lived in Barry all my life. Um, and along with some friends, we may have had a glass of wine or two. And you can't turn on the TV right now or open a newspaper or do social media without seeing. Aiden's massive problem poverty throughout the UK, throughout Wales, but also in our own community. But then there's also a problem with sustainability and lots of food ending up in food waste. So we started looking around. This is about six, nine months ago, looking for charities that were doing work in this area. And we came across Baobab Bach, who are a community interest company who work mainly in Bridgend at the moment. They have 14 pantries down there. And we've sort of buddied up with them because they've got all the experience. And then we looked at Barry. We were all brought up down the West End, so I was brought up just off High Street. Um, Some of the other guys were brought up off the sort of Claude Road area. Looked at some of the stats that were actually... Going round for that area, and people think it's West End posh. It barries, don't they? (laughs) Everything happens up the West End. Everybody's much better off, but actually, that area has never been that much better off. So we went to the Margaret Alexander Hall. The team up there have been fantastic. They've offered us a venue to launch this from, and serendipity.
1: Next Tuesday, twenty first of February, off we go. That's great. So you said you partnered with Baobab back. Tell us a little bit more about the charity and why you decided to partner with them specifically for this project. So we partnered with Baobab basically because they have the know-how. So
2: they've been doing this now for about two or three years, pretty much the entirety of COVID. And they've had to sort of pivot all the time to work out how to do these sort of things during COVID. And they started off quite small. Um, but they now, as I say, got 14 and they're just opening, I think, another one now, 15th Pantry in Bridgend as well. And they've basically got a governance structure. So they, they've got all the insurances. They know every form that you have to fill in. All of those things that happen in the background of any great community project. But, you know, if you start it from scratch yourself, it's a lot of, you know, sort of devising all that. But they're brilliant people actually john who's one of the directors down there is a barry lad himself so he's been very sort of focused on getting us up and running as well um they've got a fantastic website so if you just put baobab bath into the into google you'll come across them and they talk very much not only about what the pantry is and the community pantry is like a bit of a club you pay to be a member so that's pound then you pay for your purple bag every week, so your your core amount of stuff. And we can talk about that in a minute. But really, it's about making sure there's affordable food, that we're helping to reduce food waste, and we're promoting well-being. So it was really important for us, particularly in Barry, to run a pantry that was open a bit later in the day, so sort of half past four until six. So most pantries that you see and most opportunities, particularly in Barry, are sort of in day daytime sort of in early afternoon and we know that some of the people out there who want to help reduce food waste and they want sort of more affordable food are probably working then so part of the thing that we were really keen to do was to try and open a little bit later in the day again baobab have been fantastic in us in supporting us to do that and just in the time they've been operating so over the last two or three years they've already saved over a hundred tons of food from going to landfill which is a huge amount of food that's gone into somebody's stomach instead of into a big pit in the ground.
1: That's fantastic and you touched upon it a little bit there but can you tell um, us how you can use the pantry, how people can access it?
2: Yeah that's fine. So we've got a launch event on the 21st of February and we we thought the 21st of February was good because it's pancake day so we, we thought we can give everybody a cup of tea and a pancake and what better way to start a new Venture like this. Um, Everybody who can, anybody can come and use the pantry. You don't have to be referred by anybody. I know with some of the food banks that you need a referral from a um, healthcare professional or social care professional. Um, None of that. It's absolutely open to everybody. We will never ask why you're there. We will never ask whether you're in poverty or whether you're doing it because you're really keen to reduce food reduce food waste. We we really don't care. Membership is a pound. So you you become a member by giving us a pound. We then give you a membership card. And every week four or five pounds you can pick up a bag of staples. So staple things that go into your cupboard. So at the moment we've been stocking our stores. So we've got brilliant coffee, tea, sugar, cereals, pasta, you know, all the stuff that when we open our cupboards, we'd all like to see in there so that we can have something to eat that day. But we've also got more than that, thanks to the generosity of the co-op. Um, and for people of Barry, they know William stores and they know Wacock Cross really well. We're also going to be able to provide different things that are just going to be available on the day. So um, some fridge-based stuff, but also things like breads and cakes and that sort of thing. So as well as the £5 pound bag, which will always contain goods that would be worth between 20 and £30, pounds, you can also take home some extra little bits and pieces that will be provided by the co-op, and we're so grateful to that. We've also got some other bits and pieces that have been donated to us, um, so we're really grateful. There's some brilliant local companies who've been generous, um, and giving us some cash. so we'll definitely be having some sort of health and well-being bits and pieces for people, whether that's uh, making sure that you can have a nice soak in the bath or have some nice um, shower gel, some good, you know, beauty removal all of those sort of things that make your day a little bit better. and actually, you probably would be cutting out if things were a bit tighter at the moment. So all of those things, every week, you turn up with your £5 note and you get access to your purple bag, but you also get access to all this other stuff. And every week there will definitely be a cup of tea, a cup of coffee and a biscuit. But just on that first week, there's going to be a pancake instead.
1: And I'm sure people also want to support you uh, as you get the pantry up and running. So what are the ways people can do to support the
2: pantry? Yeah, no, there's loads of ways that people can support and... We've had already so many people get in touch with us. We we launched on social media last week. Loads of people wrote to us and said, look, we'd really like to volunteer. And we're so grateful for that. We've got a core team at the moment. And to be honest, we don't know how this is gonna work. You know, We've, we've gone and viewed other people. We've gone and seen what they do. We don't know how this is gonna work in Barry. So we don't want to sort of say to 30 people, come on the first night and come and help us. Cause we don't know if there's gonna be jobs for them to do. So at the moment, for people who want to volunteer, we're just taking names and seeing how we can best utilize them you know, over the coming months and years. So thank you to everybody who's already volunteered. And if you would like to volunteer, you can definitely get in touch with us and I'll give you an email address at the end. Um, People can make a financial contribution if they want to. Um, As I said, we've had a couple of local companies who've done that and we're really grateful to them. And if people have got either a food producer themselves or they have a shop or supermarket that they work in, we're always looking for donations of goods. So we have the ability not only to have um, tins and packets and things that you would call dry goods that we keep on a shelf, but we've also, through Baobab, been given a catering-sized fridge. So we also have some capacity in our fridge as well. So... Not to say that we can take on loads, but, you know, we do have some capacity there. Unfortunately, we can only take things, obviously, that are commercially produced, so have come out of kitchens, So we can't take donations of people wanting to make cakes and that sort of thing. It does have to be commercially produced. Um, if you do want to get in touch with us, so it's barry at baobab And I'm going to spell that because we know that baobab is not a word that everybody's heard of. It's an African tree, which you can use every part of, which is why it's been taken as the symbol for the Community Interest Company. Baobab, which is B-A-O-B-A-B. So we're also on social media. There's a Facebook page for Baobab Bark, if you want to search there. And through that, you'll be able to get in contact with us as well.
1: So that was Joe, one of the founders of the new Community Pantry for Barry, who are launching Tuesday the 21st of February in Margaret Alexander Hall. Make sure you check them out. Still to come on the Vale This Week, we'll get a roundup of the events taking place in the Vale of Glamorgan this week, and I head to Barry Island to speak to volunteers at Barry War Museum as it celebrates 10 years of sharing Barry's wartime story. The local democracy and boundary commission for Wales is holding a community review in the Vale of Glamorgan. The Vale of Glamorgan is divided into 27 communities and the Commission wants to make sure that they continue to accurately represent people across the county. Should the boundary of your community move to include a new housing estate? Should your community be joined with the one next door? Should there be a change to the number of community councillors representing you? Whatever your views, let us know by going to ldbc.gov.wales before the 28th of March. You're listening to The Vale this week. Half term is almost here. Let's take a look at some of the events taking place in the days to come in The Vale of LaMorgan.
0: The Lowdown, with Chris Davis Estate Agents, a local family-run company serving the Vale of Glamorgan for five decades. Let our family move your family. Find out more at chris-davis.co.uk. Fancy a film on Saturday the 18th? The Gathering Place is launching its community cinema with a screening of Disney's Strange World. Snacks, drinks and popcorn will be available with tickets £2 for children, £3 for adults and £8 for a family.
1: Meanwhile, how about going on a hunt across the Vale of Glamorgan as part of the Wanderer treasure hunt? If you're a fan of Harry Potter, then this is for you. A replica wand from Harry Potter has been to 10 coast and county locations with photos taken in each. Simply visit all 10 locations from the 18th to the 26th to complete an online quiz for your chance to win the replica wand plus a chance to win a two-day trip to London for a family studio tour at Harry Potter World. There's more details online at proradio.fm.
0: Now, everyone could do with learning a little first aid, and Baby and Child First Aid is offering a friendly informal class for new and expected parents, carers and grandparents. It's taking place on the 19th of February, with more details at UK.
1: How about heading to Amelia Trust Farm this half term? There's a range of activities including magic shows and opportunities to be a farmer for a day and teddy bear time whilst also enjoying the wonders of the farm off the five mile lane. To find out more, visit ameliatrust.org.uk.
0: Now everyone's favourite cat, Puss in Boots, is back and you can see The Last Wish at the Memo Arts Centre this week. Showings are running from Friday the 17th to Thursday the 23rd with booking via memoartcentre.co.uk.
1: Or on Saturday, head to the Memo to watch The Noise Next Door, The Mysterious Mansion of Mystery. The family comedy show is from the 13-time sell-out veterans of the Edinburgh Fringe for a show that describes as little spooky, stupid and a whole lot of funny.
0: Nature Tales is a special four-part series of events run by Green Squirrel for Panarth in Blue from the 21st of February to the 17th of March. Come along and listen to fantastical stories about the world around you learn new skills and experience nature in amazing new ways. Activities are suitable for children ages four to nine. Each workshop will last around one hour. Taking place at Westhouse Community Garden. Find out more at visittheveil.com.
1: And if you've got an event to share with us here on The Veil vale This Week and Bro Radio, don't forget to submit your event details via lovethaveil.wales, where you can also find out more about the events taking place across the county.
0: Where is the map?
1: I
3: ain't got catch it, Captain.
0: I swear to you on my life. <laughs> well, that's a very appropriate choice of language now, ain't it, Jimmy? Skin him a liar. No! Come and see Treasure Island at the Paget Rooms in Panath on the 23rd, 24th and 25th of March. Go to ticketsource.co.uk forward slash pods to get your tickets now, or I'll come and find you.
2: Yo, ho, oh, oh, and a bottle
4: of
1: you're listening to The Veil This Week from Row Radio. A museum in Barry is this week celebrating its 10th anniversary informing visitors of the town's role in wartime efforts. Earlier today, I headed to Barry Wall Museum to find out more. So I'm here with Glenn Booker. Glenn, what is your role and how do you support the Barry Wall Museum?
4: Well, I happen to be the chairman of the Barrie War Group. Now, the Barrie War Group manages this um, museum. We sort of bring it to life because... We don't just open the doors and let people come in. We tend to take people around and talk about anything and everything related to the museum.
1: And the museum has a TripAdvisor rating of five stars. Can you tell the public what the museum has to offer? Well, should you wish to find out
4: more about the First World War, come here, visit the Western Front, uh, go into the trench, go into the dugouts, look at the artefacts. Whole things, the grenades, the rifles. Um, listen to the uh, very well informed views of our reenactors and guides, and uh, you will find out a great deal about the First World War, the Great War. And then, if you move into other parts, you'll find out, as in here, about uh, the Second World War, the wartime kitchen, what life was like on the home front how people dealt with rationing and shortages, and um, how they dealt with life in a very difficult time. And then in the main part of the museum, there are all sorts of uh, artefacts and boards and posters and things to look at, things to pick up and handle, and you generally find out about Barry at War and Barryons at War as well. If you look up on the wall, you'll see various um, information boards with faces of people, Barryons Sadly, long gone from this scene, but people who lived their lives and played their part in uh, the war efforts back in the Second World War.
1: And I have to say, just coming in here, it's a really immersive experience. And you're all dressed up in old uniforms, so, you know, and you just called people reenactors of the time. So it, it, it does really feel like you're going back in time when you're coming here. It's Barry Island Station, where the museum is, actually lends itself to the story. So can you tell us a little bit about the history of this building that we're in?
4: Well, Barry Island itself had quite a significant role during the Second World War. Um, whether it's the, uh, the guns out on the point, Nell's Point defending um, the Bristol Channel, or anti-aircraft balloons, barrage balloons on the island, or Royal Army Service Corps soldiers on the island. So there would have been a, quite a strong military presence on Barry Island during the war. And you could imagine a lot of soldiers leaving and arriving, uh, uh, leaving from Barry Island Station and, and getting on the island off the station, uh, coming to this very point. And this is where their experience to Barry Island would begin. And um, we've had school trips come on the train and they get off the station at Barry Island so it's at the end of the line you could come from Aberdeen or Merthyr to Barry Island and you get off and um, there's the museum and uh, I guess the building does lend itself to a museum because of the the footfall we've had literally thousands of people oh I didn't know this was here and they just walked in and they found it here because it's in a prominent location
1: What would you say this museum brings to the local community? Why is it it important for it to be here?
4: Well, sadly, Barry doesn't have, at this moment, a general museum, which tells the story or the stories of Barry people since 1884 with the opening of the docks. And beyond, uh, sorry, before that as well, Barry doesn't have a general museum, but it does have this museum. And we do tell stories of an important, of important, events in the history of the town, um, but this um, wartime kitchen, it, it takes it takes people back to the 1940s. You know, put the war aside, and there are many people who look, who come in here. This reminds me of my grandmother's kitchen, how it used to be back in the old days. So it does help people. It's okay, it's great. for Nostalgia for people who want to remember the old days. Educational for children who um, wonder how their grandparents used to live their lives. And education, entertainment, we have singing here sometimes, you know, live music. So it's educating local people about certain aspects of their history.
1: And I just saw a a big group of school students just walking out of here. So uh, what do school students get out of an experience when they come and visit this museum?
4: It can be something of an immersive experience with children. Because first of all, they come on the train, or mostly they come on coaches. So, they, they're getting a little taste of an evacuee, a World War II evacuee experience. They're leaving their school behind. They're coming here with their teachers. They come into the building. They meet strangers dressed in strange costumes. Um, and we, we talk to them and we sing wartime songs with them. We show them wartime artifacts. We tell them wartime stories. As an adult, I suppose it's difficult to see it from their point of view. But for them, it must be something something that lives with them, they carry with them, you know, um, take back home and tell their parents about it. And so um, I I really feel that we're, we we perform an invaluable service for local communities. We've had schools come from Aberdeen. One came last year from as far as where well Swansea. Mostly um, varied, but we've had St. Athol, We've got the Cardiff, Penarth, and So
1: here we have. And it, it kind of reminds me, I, as a going back, thinking back as a school kid, I remember going to St. Fagan's and they were doing an immersive experience where you'd spend half of the day dressed up yes. and going into the school as if it was all those years ago. Yes. And I absolutely loved that. Yes. So I'm sure all of the school children absolutely love coming yes. And, you know, as you said, walking the steps of being an evacuate child back yes. in World War II days.
4: I think we could bring, we can help the teachers in the classroom, we can help bring the subject to life.
1: And the future of the museum was, unfortunately, in doubt. But now that's been turned around. What are your plans with Transport for Wales for the future?
4: Well, we're still waiting on Transport for Wales to confirm that we have a future together. But we are more hopeful than we were six months ago. What I'm hopeful for is that we can work with them and perhaps work more closely with them, especially when you think of the trains bringing the evacuees to the station, or bringing the children to the station, and um, hoping that we can do more together in the future. But we, we have had wartime weekends here on site, and hopefully we can have more in the future, but um, uh, it, it ties in with transport and so on. So we're we hopeful for the future that we can work more closely with them.
1: Great. And finally, a bit of a fun question to finish off. In your opinion, what is the most interesting part of the museum?
4: Well, I like information boards. I'd be, I would be—I like to look up an information board and learn about a person or an event. For me, that's the most important, I think. Even more than... Um, Looking at the mannequins and trying to uh, understand what they're wearing. Information boards, it sounds a bit boring, but what can you say?
1: So that was Glenn Booker, chairman of the Barry at War Group, talking at the Barry War Museum, who just celebrated their 10th year anniversary. Make sure you go and visit them down at Barry Island train station.
0: This is The Vale This Week from Borough Radio. Still Gareth joins us to cast his eye on this week's sport, among other things. We'll ask if Welsh rugby could be hit by a player strike. The Veil This Week on Bro Radio. You're listening to The Veil This Week from Bro Radio. Time now for our take on the week's sport locally and elsewhere. As always, we're joined by our sports reporter, Gareth Joy. Hello, Gareth. Hello, Matt. Uh, Welcome to the team, by the way, Chloe. Thank you. So, uh, Gareth, we begin with rugby, another week of damning headlines, and now another potential crisis facing the game in Wales.
3: Yes, indeed, Uh, we hear about this being a possible winter of discontent. That could well spread to Welsh rugby already in a bit of a state, as we know. But players are threatening to go on strike over a freeze on new domestic contracts. This news broke late on Tuesday night, courtesy of the Daily Mail. It's understood possible action might be on the table ahead of the Six Nations match with England, namely in the run-up. To that game. Um, a meeting's been held next week of the body representing professional players. No idea yet on whether the Six Nations clash itself would be affected. Um, when agreements between the four professional regions and the WRU is yet to be confirmed, and that has led to uncertainty for players and their families. Uh, no formal budgets agreed for the coming seasons, and so formal contract discussions appear to remain on hold. That's despite um, what we were told that at the end of the year that uh, things would be restarting the pace. There have been agreements, of course, in December of a new six-year framework involving those four regions to resolve the long-standing financial issues facing facing Welsh rugby. Uh, But um, as things stand, it is still on a hold, and um, the players, by the sounds of it, have had enough.
1: And Gareth, this comes on top of many other problems both on and off the pitch
3: that only too well. Indeed, Chloe, of course, uh, the uh, independent task force began uh, work uh, this week uh, looking into the uh, workplace culture surrounding the Welsh Rugby Union after all those allegations of sexism and indeed misogyny. And indeed, homophobia has been raised uh, this week uh, by referee Nigel Owens. And then, of course, on the pitch, you have the question of two heavy defeats at the start of the Six Nations against both Ireland and Scotland. One, Gatland really not proving to be the great redeemer as uh, his old mate graham henry used to be of course in this role it's it's a really trying time all over the shop and um well to say that uh, things look like they could possibly get even worse before they get even better it is a distinct possibility and all this in
0: the world cup year as well on a much happier note of gareth let's turn to football and there's a very very little chance of stopping barry in the Camry South at the moment, is there? I think we're possibly going to be celebrating another league title in the Vale next season,
3: this uh, coming season, Matthew, because, uh, what is it, eight points clear now at the top of the table. Bowie still with a game in hand over their nearest rivals, Briston Ferry. They continued on form by beating Travelle in 2-1 on uh, Friday night. In fact, they trailed to an early goal from David Damon Thomas uh, in what was uh, Mike Lewis, uh, the goalkeeper's 200th appearance. With the club but lee kendall and in a debut to new signing carl jones who put in an impressive turn it must be said but uh, it was all about cooper last friday five minutes after the break jordan Coswell providing the assist for from the free kick for luke cooper to equalize almost immediately josh Graham went close to taking the lead turned out to be a pretty frustrating night for him he found the ball found the net at one point but that was ruled offside but barry won it with two minutes of normal time to go, Troy Green in shots hit a travelling defender and into the path of Cooper, who fired home from the edge of the box. They remain eight points clear, as I said, and they're at home to Cambion and Clunach next Saturday, the final third of the league season, about to get underway. And it won't be too long now, I reckon, before we can finally crown Bowie as league champions. And fingers crossed, a return to the Welsh top flight at the first time the basket.
1: And meanwhile, Lantwick Major are fighting for Cymru South League survival rather than the title, as they were last season, and they're going in the right direction?
3: They are, Chloe, steering um, towards safety with a 1-0 win over Swansea University uh, on Friday night. It was a pretty nervy affair as a matter of fact. They did hand a full debut to their own new signing. In fact, their only signing from the brand new transfer window, that was Charlie Hansen-Taylor. For most part, a close court encounter between them, two sides who have won the league title in previous seasons. And although the visitors enjoyed likely spells of dominance, they didn't really get their reward until five minutes from time when they got a late penalty, which Harry Edwards duly converted to move land with seven, point, seven points clear of the drop zone. have got a tough test, though. This coming Friday night, they're away at one of the league's pace setters, so FC Tal, although Sun it must be said, they did hold Barry to a draw recently, maybe losing the grip in the title race. So if Lantric can get another big three points here, I think
0: we can see them securing their second tier status. And let's end with some more rugby. You've got news of a special event taking place at Barry RFC this weekend.
3: Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, it's uh, this Saturday night, actually, at the clubhouse of Murphy Diban Road. Wales and Lions legends Lee Byrne and Shane Williams are going to be regaling us, regaling the audiences with tales from tours, stories of playing for the Lions and the joy of representing Wales during much happier times, shall we say. It starts at 7 o'clock and includes a raffle. I can tell you tickets are still available for this. If you want more details, go to broradio.fm and I think it's true to, I think it's probably fair to say it'll be interesting to hear what both Lee and Shane reckon about the predicaments that Welsh
0: rugby is in at this moment. Thank you, as always, Gareth, and thank you for listening to The Veil vale This Week. This programme is all about the stories, issues and events affecting the towns and villages that make up the Vale of Dwarven.
1: If you have something you'd like to feature, get in touch via veil This Week at broradio.fm or get in touch via social media.
0: Yes, and The Veil vale This Week returns to Bro Radio on Wednesday night from 7pm. Or you can find us anytime, any place, wherever you grab your podcasts. The Veil This Week on Bro Radio.